You're listening to the Call That Girl Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess, and this is show number 95. If you want to check out my past shows and notes, you can go to callthatgirl.com and check out the podcast tab at the top. All right, folks, this week is going to be a two-part uh, podcast, vlog, vodcast, whatever it's called. Uh, this week I have Adam Carpenter on, and most of you might know Adam from Technible as... The, Slater's Custom Machines. Slater's Custom Machines. And Adam has been a long time tech nibbler. That's where I met him. And uh, just, I don't know, what, in the past six months or so we started working together? Yeah, something like that. Well, I think what it was was you put out a, a blog about Office 365 and GoDaddy, right? Yep, I did. Moving <laughs> away from them. Well, yeah, actually, the same day you emailed me and said you were going to do the same thing. It was, yeah, it was coincidental, and um, so, you know, I'll just be honest, there's some folks on Technable like Adam who have kind of like, they follow, watch people, I mean, you are on it all the time there, I always see you like liking stuff, you pay attention, it's your thing, and uh, when I saw you starting to get more into Office 365, I was like, okay, I want to work with this guy now, because I was kind of getting to the point myself where I was really getting frustrated with the migration work. And it actually showed in all my blogs and podcasts and everything. I think all the technicians and all the were like, God, are you going to just melt down eventually? So, cause I was so tired of it. So yeah. I, I talked to Adam and said, why don't we partner up? You do the migration labor. I'll do the onboarding migration manager part and um, aftercare, which is my specialty. So we kind of worked out a plan, and I think it's working so far pretty good. We've done, what, five together? Yeah, it's working pretty well. Yeah. They all got their bumps and snags, but you'll have that. They all have a snag. But they're not my snags, Adam. Right. But I still get to hear them and relive them with you. But, uh, but actually, my whole goal was to get out of the headache parts. And so let me tell you what my hardest thing is, Adam, is saying no to a client and giving it to you. So techs that are listening, I know it's easy to say, I can just do it myself, but the reason why I got out of it was Adam is now going to be a specialist in the snags, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it'll work. But I uh, brought Adam on the show this week to mostly talk about the big migration that we did. Um, it was a big Office 365 cutover from GoDaddy, and um, and it was our. I've already done some in the past. You had done some too, right? Yeah. But what yeah. made this one so special? SharePoint. Yeah, Never had a SharePoint migration before. That was a pain. Yeah, and uh, we'll get into that. And then those that are listening, the next show I'm doing has Dawn, who was our SharePoint migration expert. So we're going to have two different stories, but mix them up together. But before we get into the story, I want to do a couple of announcements. One is um, today, which is January 17th. I got, it was actually last night, I got a notification from YouTube saying my monetizing plan, what's called the partner plan has been uh, terminated. And I'm like, what? And I read it wrong and it said I didn't have 4,000 hours of watch minutes. And I had enough subscribers. So they are terminating people that don't have over a thousand subs and 4,000 hours. So, I was like, uh-uh, no clowns, no, I'm doing it. So I went out to the internet today. I only went to four channels, and those that are watching this today, um, this, has, this video is actually going to be part of the playlist 
So I went out and asked all my people to watch all my playlists today. Because <laughs> I need um, 66,000 more minutes, I think it was. And so I was like, I'm doing it. And I so far I've got like 290. Can you watch your own videos? Do I watch them? No, can you? Does that count? I think if I'm logged into a browser without me being logged into Gmail. Sure. So, yeah, I've been cooking them all day today. But, I mean, for me, it's not going to make a difference. So, some of the guys on Technible were like, oh, my kid's home from school. They're going to run this all day for you. <laughs> and I have other guys that are like, I'll just run it in the background on my other machines. So, I got really – it was really kind of weird as I got um, – well, it's only been since this morning – but see, the math is kind of hard to figure out. It's 4,000 hours. I don't need 4,000. I only needed like 1,100. So it's hard to do. But the minutes were like 66,000 minutes. So I think I've got, I don't know. I got a good chunk though today. But this kind of sucks. But it was actually kind of encouraging because it got my network back excited about my videos. And I actually found a gal to do some side work for me out of the deal. So I was like, eh, it wasn't a bad thing, you know. And the thing is, if you want to do YouTube, it's not the money you make. It's the quality of the content you get out to get people to hire you. But I kind of felt screwed. Yeah. Like. I'm one of the weirdos where I actually prefer the video rather than just an audio podcast. For me, I get more engaged that way. Yeah. Well, everybody has the thing, you know, and the podcast from now on for the Call That Girl show are going to be video and audio, just 100%, because I'm missing out on a market of people getting to know you, and the thing is, Adam, you're the first one of the interviews I'm doing that everybody's watching. I'm going to be doing a series of these. Sure. I want everybody to meet my new experts I'm working with and, um, and the referral techs and get to know them, because us together as a tech circle can help each other so much. And it's time for us to start helping each other more with this stuff, whatever. So, so anyway, I'm excited for that. That YouTube thing was a little holy moly, but I, I, I said, accepted the challenge, YouTube. Bring it. I'm going to do it. And uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to uh, put a thank you out to App River for sponsoring the show for another year. Adam, you're an App River uh, partner and a reseller, right? Just a reseller, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing is Adam does the reseller, I do partner plan. So why don't you just take a minute, instead of me doing a pitch for him, you tell how you do it and how it works for your company. Yeah, so um, we, we actually, our main focus is managed services. Um, so we manage our clients top to bottom. Um, and so with that, we provide Office 365 typically in a bundle. Um, and so we resell through App River. We sign up, we manage the entire account. Uh, we manage billing, we set our own prices based on what they give us. Um, our clients talk to us first. Um, if there's something we can't figure out or or we don't have the time, we can certainly talk to App River, get an answer, they're very quick to respond. Uh, always been great to work with. Yeah, that's the thing, of, uh, when I was talking to Marvin, he he's a reseller too, and he said that they are really getting flexible with a lot of things. So, I mean, the goal is to have your clients call you but I mean, I think, you know, he mentioned that they sometimes will help a client in certain things. So to me, that's exceptional for, for um, the kind of support we need. Yeah. Marvin just had a, a interview with uh, Justin Gilbert from there. Oh yeah. And, and they had mentioned that, uh, you know, they don't have minimums. Anybody can sign up. 
because they, they told a story where they had a, a company with two, two, um, two uh, uh, customers. And if they would have turned them down, they wouldn't be where they're at. They're one of their top four customers right now. So they'll work with anybody. No, no minimum. Well, yeah. I think that just uh, for those that have been listeners of my show, they did change it to have a 10 seat minimum. So if you wanted to bypass that, you had to say you knew me. So I'm going to verify that before the next show. They may have lifted it and just forgot to tell me. I'm pretty open about stuff on my shows. The reseller may be different in oh. that aspect. That I'm not no. sure. Well, we'll get that figured out because I like making sure people are very clear on what you know, App River does. I've been with them five years. How long have you been with them? I think going on three years now. Okay, cool. And I, it was actually because I saw one of your posts on Technical. I'm like, all right, I got to give them a try. <laughs> hey. it's, it's worked out. Well, us technicians like loyalty and we like knowing a referral is a referral. That's why I'm going to love doing these interviews with people I'm referring out, um, people that have experience and such. So, and let me tell you that App River's been through some, some long jobs with me. Yeah. Their tech support knows me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always a joy when I get to call them. Uh, well, anyway, so if you want to get in touch with um, Steve Harris, you can email him, sharris at appriver.com. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to sign up on the, if you're on your phone or whatever, you can just click it and get connected. I'll send over any forms to Steve. All right. Well, now we can get uh, discussing this uh, migration and we've been saving it for a while, right? Yeah. yeah, we didn't even script it up. It's non-scripted. This is going to be by memory. And <laughs> Okay, so I took a call from a client um, way before the migration even got started. They had some issues with their account at GoDaddy. And I said, well, you can't do more security because the GoDaddy account doesn't allow it. They have the, what I've already explained on other shows, is kind of like what I call the half-baked version. What really it is, and I think you understand it too this way, Adam, is that they bought like a federation-level account, right. so they can go and chop it up and customize it to how they like. Yeah, my biggest problem with it is, you know, they sell it based on a lower price, but they don't tell customers what they're getting for that lower price, you know, and then they're fully ingrained into it and then want to expand and then can't. Well, exactly. And most of all my migrations came from different problems clients had. Like one lady just wanted administrative rights to use Power BI. Yeah. And she couldn't, so she had to migrate off. And another lady, everybody has their own issue, but it's, um, if uh, I remember, I'll put the blog link in there of all the top problems that GoDaddy has. But the problem is, it's not technicians are putting people on GoDaddy, it's we need to take them off. And, uh, so the big problem was they called me just to do a simple thing. And I said, we can't do it. GoDaddy won't allow it. I was going to set them up with two-step and multi-factor. And that's where this whole thing started was they wanted security. And then as we started to figure things out, this is when I was just starting to partner with you. And I was like, okay, we're going to have Adam do it, you know, and I'll let you take over because I'm trying to forget, remember where the problems even started. This is where yeah. you're on SharePoint too. <laughs> well, so yeah, when we got started, um, it was basically it's just a standard GoDaddy migration, um, which when you do a GoDaddy, it's a, it's a cutoff. You have to remove the domain from GoDaddy before you can get it added to your new Office 365 uh, account. Um, the problem with that is you have to have somewhere to, something to hold the mail, um, obviously, because when you you cut off the 
the domain. There's nowhere for that mail to sit anymore. Right. Uh, so with AppRiver, we use their, uh, their spam filtering service. Uh, that holds the mail, so then we can remove the domain um, from GoDaddy, which in itself can be a problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just depends on who you talk to there. Um, but anyway, once we do that, then the mail queues up. We get the domain set up and verified through the new, new uh, portal, and then we release the mail. It's all good. Uh, during this, we thought uh, AppRiver was going to do the SharePoint migration, so it wasn't a big deal when we took on the job. Uh, but then we found out they, they don't really do that anymore. So we we took it on, and, and we you actually ended up finding Dawn in order to do the SharePoint piece, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, yeah, then, and I think we also did some quoting, too. We did. Didn't – well, if I recall, um, the client – they have a, you know, there's a difference between a SharePoint basic file directory and an extensive templated, like, insane right. SharePoint site, which we found out our client had the latter. Yeah. So it wasn't just like, and actually what's funny is I talked to the client and said, well, we could just dump all your files down to, you know, your computer and cut over and do it again. But see, I did not really looked into her SharePoint yeah. and how, how much work she had into it. Yep. Sometimes you get those people that just love SharePoint. They're in there making it all pretty and sing and whistle. And and then, yeah. and she said it would actually take her just as long to put it together again. And that's when my heart started breaking. Yeah. Well, and they get a lot of people accessing it. So their metadata and revision changes and all that was very important to them. So, yeah. But yeah, when we, when we quoted it, it was based on just the, the email migration because we thought SharePoint was going to be handled. So we definitely got into a lot more hours than we expected. Yeah, and we had to go through some other uh, hoops and things like that, which we're not going to get into because it's never going to be, you know, discussed probably. But we will let you guys know that what we thought you could do was a CSP, uh, was it owner transfer? Yeah. And uh, you cannot because we found out basically they have the federation level, which means they own everything and they can't cut that apart. So for those listening, you have to cut off the GoDaddy. You have to have a place to hold the mail because – um, sometimes the mail won't be turned on for hours. I've had that happen because I'll let you finish that part of the story once that happens. But we just had, it just seemed like problem after problem after problem of little tiny snaggy stuff. And the SharePoint itself, Don and I will go into, but yeah, and it, like uh, even the domain, because it's a cutoff, you have to have a fake domain <laughs> to do it. Well, we did it in this case because, yeah, because they wanted their their actual domain uh, as part of their SharePoint site. So we couldn't use the tenant created one because it was random. Um, and then we found out after that if you create a group within SharePoint, you can change it. Um, you know, it was a learning process through the whole thing. But yeah, the, a big sticking point was trying to get their their actual company name as part of their SharePoint URL. And that shouldn't be a problem with the typical migration. But right. you have that, what I call the fake account, is you have to have as a holding spot, and you can't do that because until GoDaddy cuts it off, you got nothing. Right, yeah, you can't use it. So we actually had to have a fake account to do it. And then, if I'm right, is after the whole SharePoint thing was done and confirmed, that was the big one because the clients didn't know the official cut date, so they right. kept using it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and we, it, fault. we got to reschedule a couple times, too, because we did it around the holidays. And 
Oh yeah, let's yeah. tell that. Let's just, yeah. real quick. Um, what did we learn? Never before after a holiday, something like that. Not within a week of a holiday. <laughs> no. And at first, the client had put it off, and we we're like, "Yeah, let's wait till December twenty second. Perfect. Should be no big deal. Yeah, should, we should be able to just automate it all. No problem." And luckily for the clients, that you, Don, and myself are very fast and responsive on email, twenty four hours a day, that they got that kind of service. But if you're an yeah. MSP, that is not that kind of person. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well now was... we've yeah now we've decided Wednesdays, <laughs> so we got a couple of days before the weekend and, and not around a holiday. Yeah, and just for those who um, are interested, um, uh, I've also created some more in-depth surveys. And every time I learn a lesson, what gets done, Adam? Add another another question to the forms. I add another question to the forms because the more you know about a migration, the more prepared you can be. And so even though I'm the migration manager, I get the form and just breeze it, but I give it to Adam to do the fine tuning. But see, I've already helped the client. So I already know what their big problem is, like they have iCloud or the, the last client we helped had a categories issue. Right. Well, the categories was going to be a big drama. So the client was like, screw the categories. I don't care. But but to make it a, the, the most best experience for the client, you need to know all the little problems first. I mean, that's why I added, do you have color categories? Because if we miss it, you can't go back sometimes right. and get it. So, yeah, so we ended up during the last week of holidays, I told Adam, look, I think we're ready after this to start really pushing out. I have told this on my show, I'm down 40% in my migrations from last year. Well, from 16, because I just didn't care anymore. I mean, it's bad when you stop caring. And now I just feel like I feel lifted. Like, oh, I can start doing it. Well, we've done five since December yeah. now. I mean, it's back on. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to start enjoying it again. It's not just the money, but I also, since Adam does the migration, I include a prepaid ticket as part of the agreement. So I help them up to the point. They get a prepay. Adam does the work and I finish with the fine tuning, then they have time left over. And also if anybody's considering hiring Adam, Adam has a, a rule that's set with me that there's no stealing clients yep. and unless you know that it's happening for a reason because you don't want to handle it. But there is no like, you know, I like Adam better. I'm going to work with him. Right. Adam won't do that. We've already made the agreement. There's no stealing and no side hustling. Not that, I've just been down through that road. And yeah. it's and just to clarify that a little bit. So what Lisa's saying is, is we do a migration because um, we offer managed services as well, but it, uh, we do a migration once that's done, anything, these are all Lisa's clients that we're helping. Uh, so if they have an office issue or outlook issue or whatnot, and they call us, we're just, we flat out tell them, look, you need to call Lisa. If Lisa calls us and says, Hey, go ahead and do this. That's fine. We'll do that. But without the verification we're, we won't touch it. Uh, yep. You know, it's just a, a straightforward relationship and, and that's how it works. Yeah, and then because, you know, we have a lot of listeners for the show here that are one-person shows like myself, I am using Adam for backfill on, um, I've got a lot of techs I work with, but I really wanted to have more sales for the MSP stuff you offer. Mm -hmm. And I'll just tell you guys listening that Adam has made it really clear that he offers some tech support with his plans. So my client's on his plan and my plan. He won't touch the Outlook and Office stuff because that's in my wheelhouse. Yep. Unless he has specific permission from me 
And that's when I said, yes, yeah, sometimes I do need your help with some things. And I'd like the clients to take advantage of your tech support time because I'm expensive. And if they're yeah. paying you, I'm good with that, but I don't want to lose money either because any client I give to you is basically, I'm not making it. Right. But sometimes I need help. And that's where Adam has the experience of the outlook. Uh, you know, I, I don't want this to be a huge testimonial for you, but you know, I know you've been reading my books and watching all the videos and podcasts and you know, yeah you troubleshoot the right way. Sure. And when you ask for help, which I don't even recall you doing it all that much, it's you've got the list of everything you've done. And that's how yeah. I like helping people is when they've come to me and said, okay, what am I missing or whatever? Okay. So now let's go to the actual migration day when I about had a heart attack because <laughs> it was happening. And I remember being like, something is really going to get effed up here. There was something you were worried about. I don't remember what, <laughs> what brought it up. Oh, the, one, the OneDrive. <laughs> well, there was OneDrive, but there was also um, the mail hold. I had put the mail on hold, copied you on the request, and with the reply, you didn't get the reply, so you didn't know that the mail was on hold when we went to remove the domain from GoDaddy. And so you're like, wait a minute, what's going to happen with all this email? So. Yeah, I think I need to be left out of that step from now on. <laughs> I need to be, everything's all good step because sure. it wasn't that this was a, I mean, I did, this was our first one that was kind of bigger. So I liked learning the whole process and our, and the mistakes and little things that happened and not mistakes really, but just all the snags because it makes me smarter when I tell my clients what can happen. And that's yeah. all what I do is manage the expectations now, which it seems to yeah. never end, but <laughs> they had happened. Uh, what was it? Eight or 10 users. And one thing that we did that was really nice was uh, the, luckily the employees were all very technically savvy people. So we didn't have to do what I normally do, which is remote into everybody's set up the outlook and all that. They just were self-sufficient enough to go download the software, do it all themselves. And would we have a couple people? Yeah, we sent them basic instructions. Yeah. Um, since they were engineers, they pretty much handled it. I think there was two people that had an issue. Uh, yeah. And they called App River, got it straightened out in no time. Yeah. And the thing about calling App River with the migration is, you know, I don't ever take advantage of them, but I say, look, if you want something tonight, call App River. Yeah. They're open and they'll help you. And I don't have to be, you know, working 24 hours a day. That's why I like having tech support available. Um, you know, never hear a no from those guys, period. Okay, so yeah, I think afterwards, though, everything went kind of smooth. Um, I also prepared a PowerPoint for these clients. I wanted them to learn more about, um, you know, email scams, phishing, things that when you get an email, what to do. And you bought it, like, right away. Yeah, yep. I, well, like, I, I saw the preview, and then um, it was a, a big change. On the final release i couldn't wait to pay money for it <laughs> i actually have a client i want to use it for oh nice well i actually allow people to edit it and put their own branding on and do whatever using presentations um i made it for this client but during all the downtime i was like why don't i make it really sing you know yeah. and so i sell it to clients as is and i sell it to text and they can brand it up and do whatever they want uh ten dollars i'll put a link in the the show notes too for that Really great deal, but overall, that was a. I'd have to say it was a, you know, as as a team of us, I was less stressed. Sure. And normally, you know me, I probably would have blew a shoe. Yeah. All alone. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. It, it was just a lot of pieces to it. There was, there was, and uh, migrations are headaches anyway, no matter what. So. 
So we're going to be moving on and starting to do more of them. Bigger ones, I hope, and better ones. So what else do you got going on over there in Iowa? What else is happening? Still just, well, we're about to sign up uh, our largest client, law firm of 20 users. We've been doing break fix for, for them for a while. Nice. Uh, we're about to bring them on to a managed service plan, so that's what I got going on right now. Ooh, what are you setting up for them? Um, so we're just going to do on, or, uh, remote support, monthly, manage the antivirus, updates, um, manage their firewalls. What do you use for all your tools? I'm sure the, uh, the techs want to hear all about it. Oh, yeah. So um, we, our stack is uh, we use NCentral um, for Enable, Repair Shopper, um, networking. We do mostly Unify, Ubiquity stuff. So, Ubiquity for routers. Yep, and routers, switches. Yep. Um, if we use a UTM, uh, more advanced firewall, we use uh, Untangled devices. That's what everybody's using, I think, Untangle and that ubiquity. Yeah. I don't know you know nothing about it, but I know a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, what kind of uh, support do they get? Is there anything that's not covered in your support plan? Um, so ads, moves, and changes are not included. Okay. So basically, if it's in place and working and it breaks, it's covered. If they okay. want to add software, it's billable to install. Once it's on, it's covered. Um, if they want to replace a computer, it's billable until it's set up. So. Mac, move ad changes. Yep. yep. I have enough of that in my corporate world. Yeah. So tell us about your business. When did you uh, start and, and how did you start up and all that? It looks like you're in an office, so. Yeah, we actually work out of our house. This is our, our home office. Oh, nice. Um, so... I initially decided that I wanted to build custom computers. That's how I wanted to get started. Very quickly found out the market for that isn't, isn't what I needed to be. Um, so I was working at, here in Iowa at Whirlpool, you know, factory job, went to school, um, and wanted to get into a tech support job. So I started at a local small antivirus company. and Matic? No. <laughs> That's out of Iowa, isn't it? I'm not sure if they are or not. Um, it was actually security coverage is what it's called. Okay. Um, they do their own antivirus support and they do a lot of outsourced ISP support. So I got started there and, uh, and decided it was time to kind of move on do my own thing. And so our business got started part-time and I think it was January, 2010 is when we started, um, mostly doing residential at the time. Wow. Um, last three years we've really been focused on business. Um, so we do a lot of managed antivirus for residential customers right now, um, but our focus is small business managed services. Nice. Yeah, I've been. Um, I try to watch. Try to watch certain folks grow and stuff, and a lot of people are switching out of res. But the thing yeah. is, res leads to business. Well, business you know, where you want to be. I certainly believe that we're leaving money on the table with residential. The reason we got out of it is we don't have a, a retail location anymore. Um, Cause I'm the, a solo tech. Um, I work with Tasha. She does most of the administration stuff. Um, but I don't like customers just showing up at our house whenever they feel like it. That, right. That's the biggest thing. So if we, if we expand and add another tech where we could have somebody in the office full time, um, we would probably add uh, residential back into the retail location. Um, but for us, it just doesn't make sense. No, I work from home, close the stores, never look back. Yeah. That's why I can offer the thing I've learned is I can offer my clients your services cause I've already done it like for years because right. you don't need to be on site to do desktop business support if they don't have a server. Right. 
and no, normally most of them don't even have a decent, I hate to say it, firewall and router setup. They got yeah. the they got their own Linksys still. Yep. The old yep. days, huh? Yep, Linksys I mean, Netgear, we replace a lot of those. Yeah, and in fact, I haven't had a router or even anything in that kind of call for so long. I mean, it's just I'm so out of it now. Right. And it's been a long time, but I'm happily out of it too. But I still have to keep my tech scissors out, you know? Sure. Like, I'm still finding myself doing, like, yesterday I had a call for a, um, actually one of our, our first migration client uh, from last summer, I think we did. She was like, yeah, ever since we did this uh, migration, I went and got a new computer, and that's still slow, and the old one was slow. And I was like, why would they all be slow? Like the lady didn't have that much mail huh. and and she didn't blame the migration or the email. She was like, it's just weird. It was slow on the old computer and it's slow on this one. And they've been churning away for months. And I was, so you know, me eagle eye. As soon as yeah. I get in there, I looked down the task tray. I'm like, Oh my God, Dropbox. What are you doing? The thing was like having a heart attack. Yeah. And I went and looked at the hard drive and I had one gig left. And I was like, oh, wow. so what she did was, she had the problem with Dropbox on the past computer and didn't realize that she bought a solid state drive and it was only 118 gigs. So I said, okay, so we have a new plan for you. And you, here's what I told her to do, which was really smart because the solid state drive was for the primary to be fast and on the go, right? Right. Well, I can't believe this took this person six months, I think, to finally get sick of it. I mean, I was in it for five minutes and I was sick of it. So I ended up saying, well, let's do this. Why don't you guys take some time and do some decluttering in the Dropbox. We're going to put your stuff onto um, an external hard drive. And then because they have an off-the-shelf product that I really hate and despise, um, you actually have to pay for extended support if you want to back up a hard drive on one of the online programs. So I said, or you can call up Adam and he'll do it for 10 bucks a month. And so she... I was like, okay, that's great. But what do we do when we need to access the other stuff? And I go, oh, voila, let's show you how to use SharePoint. Yeah. So I set up a SharePoint site for her and I said, everything you guys don't want, we're going to put a copy on the external hard drive and we're going to put the rest up in SharePoint in the cloud. So then you are the primary when you're on the road, you can log into SharePoint and download one file. Yeah. So to me, that was like, it was a super fast win. I'm so lucky I saw that Dropbox choking. I mean, that to me, I was looked at, I went, oh my God, I could see it was in a state of like circling. And um, I couldn't think of what would make it slow though. In the beginning, I was like, what? We had a customer um, that we did some hourly work for and they got a new computer and their internet basically stopped functioning. Um, it was a small office with I think four people in it, but they used Dropbox across several sites Oh. And they had 114 gigs in their Dropbox. And so, and they only had a five meg connection. So wow. <laughs> all of their data was trying to download uh, because they didn't know that you could copy the data from one machine to the new one. And then Dropbox would just resync and be like, oh, okay, it's all here. I don't need to do anything. So we had them set up with that. But yeah, they weren't, you know, they knew they had issues, but they weren't really willing to invest in the solution. So, you know, we did what we could and, and moved on. I love that. They don't want to invest in a solution, but they've got 500 gigs that they want synced between 16 devices. Right. Okay. What is this? File server for free time? Yep. I think so many people are used to their old file servers, their old FS1 and their yeah. H drives. <laughs> yeah. FS1. What a good memory that was. 
Yeah, I just saw that in a, in a thing the other day too. And I was like, God, it's been a long time. But people were babied back in the corporate days. They didn't realize that servers never ran out of space and computers were unlimited, you know? Yeah. That's what they think now. Well, and you didn't know. have syncing back then, so you weren't using all that bandwidth. So right. Know, it was just on a location, you accessed it and you were done. I think the first time I ever synced anything was on my Blackberry. I couldn't believe I could get my email on there. I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm the Blackberry admin too now. So it really was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Times have changed. I had one job at a corporate job once where I remember the engineers were like, Lisa, you know, we can get a two gig memory stick now. And I was like, I can't approve it. You got to talk to Doug. And you know what? Doug was like, who needs two gigs? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> He's like, uh, we're all fine with one gig. And I was like, well, the engineers think that they can do faster work for two. Next thing you know, once approved, everybody was getting two gigs. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's their time worth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, well. So what else do we got to talk about today? Might know. be it. I think it covered yeah. everything, Adam. These shows are going to be quick and snappy now. Yeah. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us your information, how people can get in touch, follow you on Technable. You're not on Facebook. I'm not. You know, the Technable format, we've talked about this. The Technable format works for me. I like the organization. The the yeah. Facebook, just trying to keep up with it, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, I tried but, to get you in, too. Yep, I tried. I tried. It, <laughs> it wasn't for me. You know, um, I know there's a lot of groups out there. I'm probably missing some. But uh, anyway, to get a hold of me, um, acarpenter at itproiowa.com. Uh, we do have a business Facebook page, IT Pro Iowa, um, and our website, itproiowa.com. It's a very nice website, and Adam knows how to blog. I'm very fond of his blogging. We had a little blog off with that GoDaddy blog, too, I think. Yeah. I actually remember stealing it, going, Adam, can I steal this? Because I just wrote it, and Adam had wrote it much better. And he was like, yeah, go for it. I'm like, yeah. hey, if we help somebody, that's all the good, the goal is with these yeah. blogs. The goal is not to make a lot of money. It's to be helpful. And if you guys need us, we're here to help. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. Yeah, we're part of the part of the help here. All right, guys, uh, this is it for the show. You can reach me at Lisa at callthatgirl.biz. Don't forget to check out my new website, callthatgirl.com. That's the sister site. Um, that site is still getting revamped a little bit, but it's – it's the new one. I love it. And uh, you can check out the links in the show for the PowerPoint, the referral form, and what else? Well, we're going to put that blog out there about the GoDaddy cutover, I think. We can. It's been posted to technical as well in the resource section. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. All right, gang, that's it. I will see you in the next show with Don, which I will be posted tomorrow, I hope, and out tomorrow night. So that's it, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.